Hey, good morning, good evening, good night, whatever time it is that you're listening. Good day to you, and thank you so much for listening to the fifth episode of the Marketing SOS Podcast. My name is Eric Key, and I am your host. And like every week, this episode, we are going to be answering a question from a listener looking to get some marketing advice. This week, we're talking to Lee, who is taking over his family's variety store and needs some help generating some foot traffic and bringing business in. And that is what the purpose of the show really is, is speaking with you, the audience, and answering any questions you may have. So whether you're a student about to graduate and looking to get into marketing, a small business owner who might need some marketing advice but can't afford a marketing consultant, or someone in their career in in corporate who's looking to make a move or needs a sounding board, I am here as your free marketing coach to help answer your questions. And with that, let's get to Lee's question of the week. Lee writes, Hi Eric, my parents have been running a variety store in a small town here in western Texas for decades. My dad is getting up in the years and is thinking about retiring. He is very proud of the business he has built but wants to retire with my mom. That is why I have slowly been stepping in to help them run their business. As I learn more and more about how things have been running, it's become clear that they've been doing things the same way week in and week out for years without too much thought on how to get more customers. They rely on their regulars and foot traffic coming in on its own. We don't do any advertising other than the sign on the outside of our building. I'm afraid that if the regulars who are older stop coming, there will be a huge negative impact on our sales and business. Do you have any ideas on how I can bring in more customers into our store and increase our sales? Hey Lee, well first of all, thank you for writing in this week. And yeah, I definitely have a few ideas. Uh, First, the first one being maybe an indirect answer to your question. But, so your parents are retiring, looking to get out of the convenience store business. Are you sure you want to get into the business? Would it not be better to maybe look for someone to maybe buy their business from them? Now, if you are uh, looking to help run this business after they retire and sort of keep it in the family, I do have some ideas for you. So, just for the benefit of the audience and those around the world that might not know what a convenience store is, it is essentially a store usually located near a neighborhood that has a lot of goods that you run out of frequently that you may not want to go to the grocery store for or the deli, things like that, depending on where you are in the, in the, in the world. So a lot of times here in North America, what we have is convenience stores that might sell cigarettes, lottery tickets, milk, pop, chips, bread, sort of staple items that you kind of run out of quite often or may stop in here along the way to get them if you're going on a trip or something. Now, the thing with convenience stores is they're generally, the prices are more marked up than you would find at the grocery store or somewhere else because of their location. They are convenient. They're very close to you, and that's why they charge a bit of a premium. And that's generally the primary benefit or competitive strength of convenience stores is their location. Their location is how they get customers. And I'm assuming, Lee, that your the convenience store you're talking about is one it's singular, meaning it's not a chain. 
So you likely don't have the budget or resources that a large chain of convenience stores would necessarily have. So you probably don't have a marketing team or anything like that to help you bring in traffic. One other assumption I'm making here, Lee, is that you don't have a gas bar attached to your store to bring in customers. You say they rely on a lot of foot traffic. So I'm assuming you get a lot of walking traffic in a neighborhood and not a lot of driving traffic, like like a gas bar on the side of the road with a convenience store attached to it. So you have a sign outside. I'm not sure if it's a pylon sign or attached to the building, but let's assume that the building has an exterior sign attached to it. When I say a pylon sign for everyone else, I'm talking about one of those giant freestanding signs like McDonald's may have with like those menu boards that you can kind of put letters up and write a message. That's what a pylon sign is. So let's talk about signage first. If your store is in an area with foot traffic, get a sandwich board, which is one of those sidewalk signs that are kind of have messages on both sides. They can fold up and store and write things with chalk or get prints made and put them on there. This way you can at least put some messaging about local specials or things, deals of the week that you may have as a way to communicate with buyers you normally wouldn't be able to get. And if you actually do have a busy road near you and you don't get that much foot traffic, you should really look at getting one of those busy roadside signs that you can change the messaging on with the arrow kind of pointing to your store. Just something that communicate people as they're driving past. Now, one thing you should probably look at doing, Lee, with the business is start doing deals and promotions on products and make sure you put them on the signs. So that could be on those exterior signs we just talked about, on interior signs, wherever you can, you can visually communicate with customers, put these deals on here. So these deals, they could be dollar off deals, percentage off deals, or BOGOs, which are like buy one, get one deals. Those are what I would start with and kind of experiment with and see what's working well. Don't want to get too complicated here at first. Just look at marking certain things on sale that you think will A, bring in customers, and B, hopefully these products that are on sale are items that people generally buy with other things. For example, if it's milk, maybe you have a better margin on milk so you can take out more of a loss. Put the milk on sale, and then you'll see that, huh, people generally buy milk, they buy bread, they buy peanut butter, which are higher margin items. This way you get a bunch of add-on sales with the products that you have on sale as well. So you don't have a bunch of people coming in and buying milk and not buying anything else. Now one thing you can try to do, this is a maybe, is during the sale, you could look at having some kind of contest set up at your point of sale. It could like like a little box with a sign saying contest, enter email, your details for a chance to win whatever. Now this way, you can start capturing email addresses and possibly phone numbers. And this way you can build out an email list so that way you can send out weekly or other or some other frequency of promotions to your list. So just imagine you have this contest. You start getting people in your neighborhood and maybe beyond email addresses. Now, if they're not walking by the store or driving by the store, they're going to have no idea you have a sale of milk. But if, you're, if you have their email addresses, then you can start some kind of email newsletter or email notification letting them know that you have a great sale on milk on it and they should come back in the store. Now with everything ready to email, you might get the email address for the contest, but you should try to properly opt them in to make sure they want to receive email communication from you. So one way you can do that is on the ballots that you're writing, 
for them to enter the contest. You can put a box with a check mark on it saying I opt in to receive electronic communication from whatever the name of your variety store is or not. After you get those email addresses, you can send some kind of opt-in email to them. Now, there's going to be a lot of information on how to do that on marketingsos.ca, so I encourage you to go there and look at it. But if you have any questions, feel free to email me and I can point you in the right direction. So another thing I would look at doing, and this isn't necessarily a marketing tactic, but more of a merchandising product assortment tactic, is if you don't already have anchor products in your store, you should really look at getting those. These are the items that will bring traffic into your store because they're searching to have those things. For example, ice. That's why you see ice in all the convenience stores. If people need ice, they're going to go there just to buy the ice. And they'll buy a bunch of other stuff while they're there. Same thing with ATMs. If people come and get cash from you without going all the way to the bank, that's a huge benefit. So go around and look at other stores and see what they're kind of carrying. Take a drive to see what other products or competitors have in their stores, these kind of anchor products. I know you're in a small town in western Texas, but get out into the suburbs of a bigger city like Austin and see what kind of things those stores carry and bring them back to your own. Now, Lee, another thing we can look at here is we talked about exterior signage, but what are the windows on your building? Do you have windows facing the street or windows facing the sidewalk or windows flanking your door? Wherever you have windows, that's advertising real estate space. Don't be like a lot of the other stores that I see that put up like the back of shelving against the windows. And I completely understand the idea of that from like a space utilization perspective, trying to get as many products per square feet in your store. But if I'm a customer walking up to your store and I see a dusty back of a shelf, that doesn't do much for my perception of your store and you're doing nothing to communicate the sales or deals to me. So really use that as a real estate space for signage. Perhaps find a local designer or look for one on Upwork who can create you signs uh, to support the deals we mentioned earlier and to even announce the new anchor products we just talked about. Another tactic you're going to want to try to help right the ship in this variety business is as soon as possible, get on Google My Business and whatever the equivalent is on Bing and claim your business page. Get some excellent photos taken of the outside and the interior of your store when it's at its cleanest and while it's empty and put those on there. Have those tied to your email address, those accounts, so that way when customers post reviews or things like that, you can then respond to them, thank them for the review, whether it's positive or negative, and just be engaged on there. Speaking of Google My Business and whatever the one is for Bing, the name escapes me at the moment you can really try to get some positive reviews from your customers on there. You can have signage at the cash. When you're not having those contests we mentioned earlier, asking for reviews or social media follows. You could always give people a discount or for items if they do this. Just generally be very careful with how you word that. So that way, hey, you get people talking about your company or your store on social media. And then you're encouraging reviews. So that way when people are looking for milk, or convenience store related items on Google, your store will show up near the top and it'll also be very well rated to customers that you don't have yet. Now you say most of the customers you have are senior, but I would totally not be surprised that if some of them are actually tech savvy. Now tech savvy may mean different things, but they may very well be on Facebook. 
and they may may very well be reading things online. So I would try to engage with those people and ask for their help, especially if they're regulars and they may have a lot of time on their hand. Ask them to post about things about the store on social media to help it. And I guarantee you a lot of them will take you up on it. Another thing you should really try and do is go to local business committee meetings or meetings with other local businesses. Perhaps there's a way you can work together with them. Now, I can't think of every possible option you could have, but let's think of like a local credit union. How can you give value to that local credit union and how can they give value to you? Perhaps a few times a year, you let them put up a table or one of their promotional tents outside your store. And in return, they can give you small gift cards from your store to their clients and other partnerships like that. Maybe a real estate agent, you can do the same thing. The preferred real estate agent of your store who's the only one that can have any real estate signage in your store and maybe he does the same thing where he leaves business cards inside, what have you. But whenever he closes new clients and new clients come to the area, you could do something similar where make sure the real estate agent gives them a gift card and a welcome to the neighborhood, marketing collateral, like a small little postcard from your store, asking them to come in and introduce themselves and get a discount on something. Those are a few ways that I thought would be great to increase your sales and bring in new customers. The one big thing is definitely just communicating what your store has, not relying on the foot traffic that you used to have, but communicate with customers and grow that customer base. Look for new customers in any way you can. Look for strategic partnerships that can help you build your business and that can deliver value between both organizations. And definitely look at having sale items to bring people into the store. And now, Lee, thank you so much for writing in. I hope I have helped you. And if you need any more advice, feel free to email me and maybe we'll get you back on the show again. And for anyone else listening that uh, has some marketing questions or needs marketing advice, whether you need a sounding board, some career guidance, or maybe a high-level marketing strategy for your business, feel free to email me at eric at marketingsos.ca or use the contact form on marketingsos.ca. And who knows, you may just be featured on the next episode of the Marketing SOS Podcast. And that is it for me this week. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I will see you again soon.